0: Speaker Mike Johnson has derailed the Senate's bipartisan package that included billions in aid to Ukraine. But he's leaving a door open for efforts emerging in the House. My new reporting this morning reveals how senior Republicans in favor of aid to Ukraine, like House Foreign Affairs Chairman Michael McCall and Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick, are crafting a new package and have engaged in private talks with the Speaker. They believe Johnson can be convinced to put that measure on the floor this month or in April. They say the Speaker has not shut them down.
1: I think first the Speaker wants to get through the normal appropriations process, which is not easy. Uh, And then after that is done, then we uh, tackle the supplemental. I think he's been very deliberate to try to move forward on both Ukraine, but also Israel, which is very important. I don't think he's
0: trying to kill it. I think he understands the need. Uh, to get support for Israel, for Ukraine, for Taiwan. What is the level of support you're getting from the leadership on this effort right now? Um, what do you think? Uh, yep. do you, how confident are you that this could come to the you floor? We have to get something done. But Johnson's facing blunt warnings from his right flank, including many who don't want to spend a dime more to help Ukraine in its war against Russia. Well, the Speaker endorses the Fitzpatrick plan.
2: Yeah, I, he shouldn't do that. I, I don't think he will. Um, but, you know, I know that there's obviously an interest to try to move forward on some of that. And the defense, you know, I'm going to be blunt. The defense Hawks usually get their way. It's, it's just like- That's just the way this town works.
0: Now this package is being drafted in the House is different than what came out of the Senate, and part of it, it includes less money for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. About six hundred sixty billion dollars—sorry, sixty-six billion dollars worth. It does not include humanitarian assistance. That's a big red line for Democrats. It also has some border policies, including the so-called "remain in Mexico." policy. Lauren, uh, you're covering the Hill every day with me. You're talking to all these members reporting this out. This is still going to be incredibly complicated to get anything done because of Johnson's decision to essentially scuttle the Senate's bill. Even if they get a bipartisan bill here in, in the House, getting it approved into the president's desk in a timely fashion is a high hurdle, to say the least.
1: Absolutely. Let's pretend for a minute that Speaker Johnson does put some compromise bill on the floor where are the votes coming from your story gets at this reality you're going to lose some folks on the left if they can't get through the rules committee you have a problem of perhaps needing a two-thirds majority for this package Mm -hmm. i understand that there is probably a large number of republicans who may support it if it's drafted in this way, if it's put on the floor, but you're losing Democrats. And I do wonder where those numbers actually shake out if you have a bill that comes to the floor that has remained in Mexico still in, inside of it. I think that that makes it so difficult for them to even get this out of the House. And then that's before you get to the next step of whether or not the Senate is going to take that up. I just think that there's so many hurdles for this. And when Johnson made the decision to scuttle the Senate package, I just don't know if there's really any going back at this
0: point. Yeah, and look, there's an effort underway to try to circumvent Johnson altogether, force a vote on the House floor. It, it rarely succeeds. It's known on Capitol Hill as a discharge petition. That effort will begin this week. But even this efforts, organizers of that know that's such a long shard uh, thing to successfully accomplish. But they're talking about that because of the opposition on the right flank. There are people who are dead set against any more money for Ukraine. And frankly, some of them are warning that it could cost Mike Johnson his job.
1: So I think it's pretty foolish to bring a, a funding bill to the floor on something that the, the American people just don't support. And our job title is representative. Our job title is not um, fund the CIA's war against Ukraine.
0: That's
2: that's not what we're elected to do.
0: Ukraine divides the Republican conference, so if it
2: doesn't have Republican majority support, it should not be brought. Uh, if it's not paid for, it should not be brought, and it shouldn't be combined with something else like Israel, which has overwhelming support in the Republican conference, including from myself, to try to sort of hijack one concern for the other.
0: So Johnson would have to roll these hardliners in order to get Ukraine to the president's desk, and that leaves a lot of people concerned that it may never get to the president's desk.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of people very concerned. And what's stunning, though, is that we all know that if this bill, the Senate deal that has Ukraine aid, that has the border deal, that has aid for uh, for humanitarian aid, and it would get more votes on the House floor than the one that Fitzpatrick uh, is talking about, than the other deal that the House may be considering, because there are a lot of Republicans that would vote for the Senate bill. There are a lot of Democrats that would mm-hmm. vote for the Senate bill in the House. And so uh, the reason that Johnson isn't bringing it up is because of those hard-line Republicans, which are basically controlling him the way they controlled Kevin McCarthy, and essentially saying, if you bring this to the floor, then they may very well challenge yeah. it again. All is he's trying to p- make sure that the government doesn't shut down.
0: And Mitch McConnell, frankly, warned Pass the Senate bill, he said, because if you change anything in, that, in the Senate bill, then it gets to go back and forth. I mean, both chambers delay things even further. Russia could make gains in Ukraine. Now, there's also more numbers out this morning about how the American public views the issue of Ukraine. The question from the Fox poll, should U.S. continue to provide financial aid to Ukraine? I mean, that is a clear majority. When you break down party affiliation, 76% of those Democrats support just 40% of Republicans and about 47% of independents. Yeah,
2: not surprising at all. You know, I uh, have been watching a lot of campaign ads because Super Tuesday also has a lot of congressional primaries. And if you watch the Republican primary ads, every single one of them mentions the border. I mean, every single one. And that is where the energy is right now. There are a couple of races where supporting Ukraine is actually seen as a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Going after an opponent, for example, who supports more aid for Ukraine in a, in a Republican primary. It is not something that is supportive. One is supported by a uh, the Republican primary base. One thing I am curious about: that if he brings it to the floor, it also puts doesn't it put Democrats in sort of a tough spot to have to vote against uh, some of these issues, especially on the border, yeah. who are in swing districts. Yeah, and right? look, it is,
0: uh, and that that is why that it's uh, un, you know what is the path, as Lauren was saying, there's there's this, no path
2: necessarily right. to it passing, but in terms of a political vehicle, it. Certainly could you could argue that it gives Republicans a chance to say, "Well, we put something on the floor, yeah. and you and Democrats voted yeah. against it. We aren't the ones that are being
0: problematic. The, the politics are so complicated, and this all comes. it's just there's just so much frustration still within the House GOP, anger within the ranks. So much of it has to do with the aftermath of the ouster of Kevin McCarthy. We've seen them lurch from possible government shutdown to possible government shutdown. They kick the can down the road for another couple of weeks and then another couple of weeks on the deadlines to keep the government open. There's another deadline coming up on this Friday. And as you can imagine, there are a lot of Republicans who say, what are we doing with the majority that we have? you worried that you guys are squandering your time in the majority? Here we are fighting each other over X, Y, or Z. You think China's doing that? You think Russia's doing that? You think Iran's doing that?
1: And so we need to get back to putting Americans above everything else. What about us? What about our schools, our bridges, our taxpayer dollars? What about us? It's time for,
2: for the squabbling. What about us?
0: And the frustration is not just in the House, in the Senate too.
2: This 118th Congress, I'm ashamed to end my career in the absolute worst performing Congress in the history of the United States of America, when we came off of the 117th, which will go down as one of the most
0: productive Congresses. A lot of angry people.
1: There's a lot of frustration right now on the Hill. People know how much time they are spending commuting back and forth, trying to make this work in their lives. And they're kind of wondering, like, what is the reason for all of this? That's probably why you're seeing such a number. High number of Republican retirements yeah. right now
0: in the House. Yeah, let's we'll see Republican and Democrat retirements.
1: Yeah.